Hi, my name's Tim. And I'm Cassandra. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the European, European Soapbox. With the midterm elections in the U.S. coming up, we thought it would be a kind of appropriate time to talk about the different types of political systems or different types of democracies. Um, when you started that, I thought you were going to talk about like midterms in college, but I love <laughs> this idea. Let's relate it. This is awesome. <laughs> the midterm elections. Okay, great though. Types of democracy. That's where we're going today. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to start? So let's start with, we'll do one at a time. Instead of laying them all out, we'll do, we'll start with say parliamentary. So what is a parliamentary democracy? Okay, so you have a, a body, usually a legislature, mm -hmm. um, that elects a prime minister as a head of government. So you have a, we, have, we have three branches of government, right? The traditional ones. Mm -hmm. We have the judicial, we have the legislative, and we have the executive. Mm -hmm. In a parliament democracy, the legislative elects the executive. So let's say uh, the UK, right? Bingo. Good job. Boris Johnson? Yes. He is the current prime minister elected by the legislature? Correct. Bingo. That, I mean, that's... I mean, that's that's the textbook example. Okay. Is there any other nuances, or is that essentially the gist of... It's pretty simple. I, I think that that's the best way of differentiating it, differentiating it from other democracies. Okay. So, in the UK specifically, they have, like, the House of Lords and the House of Commons, mm -hmm. in a similar way where we have the House of Representatives and the House of... Or the, or the Senate. Senate, right? So it, it, it's there's there's certain nuances per political system, but the general idea in a parliamentary democracy is legislative branch elects the prime minister, prime or prime. Yeah, it's usually a prime minister, okay, so, or just like the executive branch or like a part of the executive mm -hmm. branch. And then a big thing is that they have a vote of no confidence, so he's not elected to a term per se. He is elected to, or they are elected to a term. But they also have this vote of no confidence confidence that the legislative branch can invoke. And that says... You suck. <laughs> it's <laughs> essentially, stop. you're going to be our prime minister until we say you can't. Exactly. Gotcha. Or it's like, until your term is up and we set it to another election within the parliament. Okay. But usually they're, they're kicked out with a vote of no confidence. Gotcha. Especially in the UK. They have a very temperamental <laughs> democracy. And so whenever they don't like the person in charge, they, they're pretty... Swift to say bye. And I mean, relating it back to current events, like we're pretty close to getting to that point of no confidence. I don't think it will happen soon, but before all the 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 war in the world started happening, they were they were getting pretty close with all the COVID scandals, with mm. um, some of the drug issues, campaign financing. Like they were getting pretty close to a vote of no confidence, in my opinion. And it's just that one vote. So in the U.S., you have two votes that you have to do to essentially say goodbye to the president. I, I think it's also a two two part. Okay. Um, but it's a little different. <clears throat> so the people can't call for a vote of no confidence. It has to be the legislature. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And okay. I mean, in the I guess that's the same with an impeachment. But well, right. maybe we can we we can we work can out some of those yeah, differences. Yeah. So the next one, I guess, kind of unbranded that we can talk about is a presidential 
and yeah. democracy. Can you give me an example of the country? <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, so, I mean, the U.S. is a presidential Definitely. democracy. We have a president. In our case, it's di- elected directly by the people. Is that how it is in all presidential democracies? Yes. Okay, so the people of the United States or whatever country may have just a president votes and it's whoever wins. It's, I guess, over 50 or the majority votes. Is there any particular nuance on that? I don't necessarily think all presidential democracies have a first-past-the-post system. Gotcha. So let's define that real quick. Mm-hmm. So first-past-the-post is whoever gets more than 50% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Or in the U.S. case, whoever gets 50% the of the electoral college votes. Yes. I don't know if all presidential democracies are like that, and so I don't want to make a blanket statement. But I, I would think so. It Essentially, it's whoever gets the most of the votes. If you have, like three candidates running i think it depends on system if you would go to a runoff or whoever got the most in that case would win so Mm -hmm. a person could get like 30 percent of the vote if the rest of the candidates split the rest and still win okay i think it really depends on system so in the u.s no it's yeah it's 50 yeah that's the mark. Or even after 50 it's 50 percent of the electoral votes because that's another but then there's a lot of places um, where it's just fifty percent of the population vote, right? Which, in my opinion, should be. Well, that's that's always <laughs> a separate conversation. Um, the next one is a is a partial presidential. It was like a yeah, it's, it's a, a mix. It's a mix. The big example of this is France. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know too much about the French electoral system or mm-hmm. how that exactly happens, but I do know they have a president and a prime minister. So it could possibly be a mix of both. So the prime minister is elected by the legislature, while the president is either is they are they appointed or are they elected directly they are elected directly okay so there's two elections there's a person you elect the legislature and you elect the president Mm -hmm. and then the um legislature elects a prime minister gotcha so emmanuel macron Mm -hmm. is the president Mm -hmm. and then they also have a prime minister within france gotcha and i'm sure they both have somewhat different responsibilities yes yeah one one example that I know of this just because I've done a I wrote I wrote a paper two papers or something like that on mm-hmm. this country is Slovenia, they have a prime minister and a president. Gotcha. So the, there, it it really is the legislator elects the prime minister, and the people elect the president. Okay. So that's fun fact for you. No, no, no yeah, that's and, kind and cool. As they all they have different responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So again, there's a vote of no confidence that the legislator can act to oust the prime minister Mm -hmm. but they also have like different uh different i I guess sort of responsibilities is how you would call it in slovenia it's the case that the prime minister is responsible for its representation in the european union which i find pretty interesting yeah um but it also is essentially whatever the legislature wants them to do okay so So it could vary from country to country yes definitely and then i know that the president is primarily involved in domestic issues and that makes sense no yeah. th- that does make sense another aspect that we wanted to talk about was majoritarian democracies versus sort of like consensus democracies these are two big terms that we see a lot mm-hmm. i can't really think of a specific example <laughs> apart from the u.s because it is kind of a combination of both if yes. that makes sense yeah. so a majoritarian democracy is one party has the power to do everything and they don't require a minority to vote with them. Right. 
Whereas a consensus democracy, it needs some kind of minority to approve what the majority does. Mm -hmm. um, in the U.S., I guess, like, some kind of imposition of laws could be this way. And for the consensus democracy, I think a really unique example is Bosnia. I wouldn't necessarily call them a, like a fully functioning democracy because there's a lot of like, I'm going to reject this because I don't want to do this. But right. they need like a, a portion of a minority to, because they have like the three main parties. They have the, the Croat minority, the Bosniak minority, and the Serbian minority. And they have to like all approve each other's votes or like referendums to, for it to be enacted into law which really slows down their legislative process, but it adds minority protections so that what happened in the Bosnian Wars can't happen again. Yeah, so it's a, it's a differentiation between essentially having the power to do whatever you want, within reason, of course, and then needing cooperation to put something through. Yeah, so a U.S. example. Mm -hmm. There's things where you only need 50% of the vote, like enacting of legislature, infrastructure bills, tax things, etc., etc., and then amendments need 66%. Yes. So that's a super majority. So in that first part, doing the laws and stuff, because we do have a kind of first-past-the-post system, we it, it is very easy for the president in power to very quickly do those minor, quote-unquote, like laws, budgeting stuff. Whereas with the majoritarian, you need the 66%. So you do need at least some collaboration with the people that are willing to vote for you on the other party side exactly exactly and th i mean this is a two-party system mm -hmm. so we can also talk about a representative democracy yes so in the u.s it's like whoever wins the seat gets it yeah and, and there's no law in the u.s that says there's a two-party system it's just at this point it's so hard to have a third party yeah and i mean there's certain like independence in the house of representatives but it's it's still like whoever got more than 50 percent takes the seat right Represent representational democracies is you group geographical areas together. So let's use the example of Germany, right? Very good. So example. you have like, let's take let's take Bavaria, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody knows Bavaria. <laughs> they in themselves have a, an election to put forward candidates, mm -hmm. right? So if I, th I think like fifty percent vote votes CDU, fifty percent of their seats will be CDU. Gotcha. If um, another 25% votes AFD, for example, 25% of their seats will be AFD. Mm -hmm. If 10% vote green, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You see what right. I mean? And so it's really like, as the whole of Germany, they sort of like, when they have an election, like 30% gets CDU, 30% SPD, et cetera. Like, it, it doesn't matter if you win that seat. It matters like what your representation will be. Okay. Within Parliament. So say Bavaria has one in, say, North Rhine-Westphalia, if they have a different kind of number, say CDU is 10%, whereas yeah. in Bavaria it's 30%, would they kind of average everything? Or is it... How, do, how does... I, I don't know the exact workings, but I would imagine... It, it's not like an average, but it's like a whole Germany. So those gotcha. are like for specific, seat, for specific seats within their parliament because each place has their own as, parliament. Okay. And okay. then so like as an entirety of Germany, it's like this many seats go to the CDU, this many seats go to the, the Greens, this many goes to the, the left. Like okay. That makes sense. Stuff no, that like makes that. Sense. Okay. Um, let's talk about monarchies real quick. 
I mean, there are very few monarchies still left. Um, I can name two in Europe. <laughs> there's the, I mean, there's people in Denmark that are royalty. There's oh, Spanish. I can name more than two in there's Europe. <laughs> a lot of people, I get, or a lot of places do still maybe have monarchies, but I don't know how much power they have. And that's me not just not knowing. Um, it's and, dependent on country. Okay. Oh, that's Let's use the UK as an example. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I still don't know how much power she has. Very little. Yeah. <laughs> it's more symbolic power. Gotcha. And that's bloodline. It's purely bloodline. So yeah. if you marry into the family, you'll become, I guess, royalty. Whereas Spanish monarchy still has a decent amount of political power. Really? Yeah. All their laws are called um, royal decrees. Ooh. Which I find pretty that's cool. fancy. Um, yeah. And so, so it's really different, but involving a monarch or no monarch is is interesting in the democratic process Mm -hmm. because like we have this in in england you have the magna carta Mm -hmm. which guarantees the parliament and autonomy from the king Mm -hmm. or the queen in this case but that these are like certain democratic reforms where people are like we want to govern our govern ourselves we still want to have you in place because we're loyal to the king or to the monarch whatever but we want a way of governing ourselves right and so, so that's where parliament's going and in that sense it, i mean it is just a symbol like we are will always be loyal to you but we want autonomy and there's certain, depending on like the agreement with the magna carta there's certain things that they still have power of okay like it, it really depends on like country to country huh. it's that's all, interesting it all depends to know. on their no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. but it doesn't detract from their like democracy status mm-hmm. right so there's they will still be a it's like another. It's like adding another branch to the systems of government. That's a good way to put it. That's yeah. a good definition. Um, and then we'll talk about sort of the last thing: mm-hmm. direct democracy. And we'll, we'll mention federalism, but we'll, we'll maybe we'll save that for a different yeah. episode because I, I have more an anecdotal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> story sure. than um, anything else. So, direct democracy refers to the people voting directly on legislation. And this is very popular in Switzerland, which you will talk about. Yes, but so that's going to be my anecdotal yeah. evidence. So but referendums. Yes. How about we go through that? Let's talk in America about referendums. Doesn't exist. No. So it wouldn't surprise... But when we talked about this in our class, I had absolutely no idea what it was because it's unheard of of people to sign a petition and be like, okay, now the entire nation is going to vote on it. I mean, that's because we're like, oh, the legislative branch, they're in charge of making laws. Yes. In Switzerland, the legislative branch is in charge of making laws. <laughs> But the people approve those laws. So there's either petitions that people can sign to remove laws. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if they want to get rid of the legislation, they have to get a certain amount of people to sign these petitions. They have to go through certain legal processes, et cetera, et cetera, for then the, these referendums to, to come to a vote. And then the people directly vote for this. Mm-hmm. So when I vote in Swiss elections, because I am a, a dual citizen of the U.S. and Switzerland, I received this little packet in the mail and they have this little book with the referendums like sort of explained. They always have a pro and con side. They have a bit of an explanation of the law. And then I write yes or no, put it back into this little envelope and send it. I remember when you showed me the first time, it was pretty yeah, long. I showed there, you the were, book. there was a lot. So this little book of like the explanations, it, there's always a pro and con argument by like a legal expert. Um, because Switzerland is good at being neutral and objective. So <laughs> they try to like include voter information within these packets. And it, usually it's like two, three, four referendums that you have to vote on. And this book is like a solid 60 pages. Oh, yeah. Like it's li- this little booklet considered a pamphlet. 
and of course there's different things but essentially it gives more power to the people i appreciate that they give you bipartisan information i mean that's i mean that's because there's no like two-party system no yeah all partisan (laughs) all partisan information (laughs) neutral information yeah um but it it gives more power to the people to control the legislative branch Mm -hmm. because in america there's no real way that we can control the senate Right. We can vote people, but those people have a mind of their own. We yes. can't we can't affect that. <laughs> exactly. And so this is sort of like a neat direct democracy aspect, specifically in Europe. There's a couple countries that do it. Switzerland being one of them, Ireland being another mm-hmm. one. And just sort of when we like think about referendums and direct democracies, this is an interest interesting way of not people impacting the executive branch. Like we're used to with pre- presidential mm-hmm. elections or affecting the legislative be- branch in the aspect of like voting in people but like controlling the laws directly that they write. Which I kind of, I feel like it's a very efficient way of getting what you want. Definitely. Absolutely. And so I guess this was our overview of democracies, mm-hmm. types of democracies, demo- democratic structures, and just a quick tidbits that you might need for understanding what a democracy truly looks like, specifically in Europe. Yeah. And with that, we hope you guys join us next week on the European Soapbox. The European Soapbox podcast reflects only the opinions of the authors and do not reflect the views of any affiliated and or mentioned organizations. We are students still in the learning process, so information should be taken with a grain of salt and not blindly accepted. The information is for informational purposes only and do not intend to serve as any recommendation. We do not intend to isolate anyone on this podcast and encourage diversity and differences in opinion. The European Soapbox stands independently from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. The authors are the sole owners of the rights to the European Soapbox podcast. As students, we ask for the opportunity to grow and improve in our podcasting journey and progression as individuals. If you'd like to reach out to us, send us an email at europeansoapbox at gmail.com. This podcast is hosted by Cassandra Alvarino and Tim Fry. All music is produced by Till Eringer. That's T-I-L-L-Y-D-E-A-N dot W-A-V on Instagram. A special thanks to our friends, families, and supporters.